Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Do you cherish that old rugged cross? Do you cherish it? Let me show you what happens when you cherish it. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 1. I'm going to begin in verse 17. This is Paul speaking. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross, the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us, unto us which cherish it, unto us which are being saved, it is the power of God. That cross that you cherish, if you believe it, if you cherish it, that cross is the power of God in your life. And what is the gospel that Paul preached? He preached the cross. The words are the same. The meaning's the same. What is the cross? It's the gospel. What is the gospel? 1 Corinthians 15 states it, that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised again the third day according to the scriptures. If you cherish that cross, it is the power of God unto your salvation, and your salvation is anything that you need in this life. And we're going to go back, and we're going to keep... Uh, discussing the cross. What happened to Jesus in the death, burial, and resurrection? Why are we studying it? Because that's the gospel. And why are we studying the gospel? Because it is the power of God unto our salvation. It's the power of God. What do you believe? What do you believe? Do you know Mark Mark 16 says, these signs follow them that believe? These signs follow them that believe? What do they do? They cast out devils. They heal the sick. They speak in new tongues. They may drink anything of deadly poison and it won't hurt them. Have you ever tasted the lake water around here? These signs follow them that believe. That's why we, and what do we need to believe? Jesus said it earlier in that scripture. Believe the gospel. You preach the gospel. That's why we're going over the gospel again and again and again. Because when it gets in here, when it gets down here, it works. It works. So, we are back looking at the gospel. I want you to turn with me to Acts 2. We have discussed Jesus on the cross. We have discussed Jesus in the garden. Last week we, uh, last week we talked about Jesus in hell. We're going to continue with that. Acts 2.22. You men of Israel, hear these words. This is Peter speaking. This is Peter speaking. Now, let's think about this for a second. This is Peter speaking. Peter, who was Peter? Well, he was Jesus' right-hand man. He was with Jesus from the beginning of his ministry till Jesus was put to death, buried, raised again, and Peter saw him after Jesus was raised. So this is Peter. Peter was Jesus' right-hand man. Do you think you can believe what Peter said? Do you think we can put some trust in what Peter said? Let's see. You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you 
by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have taken, you men of Israel, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh shall rest in hope because thou will not leave my soul in hell. This is Peter talking about Jesus. Peter talking about Jesus. And what did Peter say about Jesus? Peter spoke the verse, the scripture of Psalm 16 talking about Jesus. Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David that he is both dead and buried and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell. Twice now, Peter is talking about Jesus in hell. Now, let's go to, uh, let's go to Luke 16. We were here last week, but there's one, uh, there's one thing I want to go over again. Luke 16. This is Jesus talking about hell. And think about this. Jesus is sharing right here to all those that are listening about hell, knowing he was headed there. Knowing he was headed there. And there was a certain rich man, verse 19, which was clothed in purple and in fine linen, feared Fared, fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. This is not a parable. This man had a name. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table, moreover the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. And in hell. The rich man is now in hell. He lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water. Hey, just notice there for a second. This rich man knew who Lazarus was. This rich man knew who Lazarus was. So he knew where that Lazarus was every day. How come he didn't help him? He knew about Lazarus. He knew this guy's name. He said, he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Hell has flame. But Abraham said, son, remember thou in thy lifetime receiveth thou good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. You know, Lazarus, uh, the rich man wasn't in hell just because he was rich. 
You know, you can be rich and not have to go to hell. The rich are, rich people don't go to hell. Not all of them. You know why I know that? Matthew 27. I'll read, I'll I'll just, we're not going to go there. But it talks about Jesus' death. And it says, when evening was come, there was a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph. A rich man. A rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciples. So proves right here, just because you're rich doesn't mean you're going to hell. All right? Now, let's go back. 26, and besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed. So then they which pass from thence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us which would come from thence. And then the rich man said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they come into this place of torment. Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went to them from the dead, they will repent. You see, right now, the rich man knew he should have repented. In the last verse, uh, verse 31, and he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. I want you to see something here. Hell is for real. The word of God states that in the word of God is truth. Hell is for real. I also want you to look at this rich man. At this point in hell, he's remorseful. He's remorseful. He's sorry. And you know what? It's too late. It's too late. Do you see there's a day when it is too late? But you're still breathing, so it's not too late. And I'm going to show you what your Messiah, what your Savior did for you so that you don't have to go here. All right? Now, let's go to Psalm 88. Psalm 88. This is a psalm about Jesus in hell. Jesus in hell. And we're going to take a look at him. Oh, Lord God of my salvation. I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee. Incline thine ear unto my cry. For my soul, this is Jesus speaking. My soul is full of troubles. That word is evil. My soul is full of evil. My soul. Remember now he is dead. He's a dead man. That body of his is dead, but his soul is full of evil. Where did that evil come from? It came from us. It came from us. Jesus bore our sins, our iniquities, our sicknesses, our pains in his soul, on his body. Was it Corinthians states? He that knew no sin became sin. And where did that sin go? It went into his soul. Jesus says it right here. My soul is full of evil. Our evil. He's in hell. Why is he in hell? Because that's where sinners go. 
Because that's where sinners go. If Jesus would have died without sin in his soul, he'd have never gone to hell. He couldn't have. Do you see that? If Jesus died without your sin, he could have never gone to hell. He went there because he was full of sin. And you will see that as you go along in this gospel. He became your sin. Remember that thing you did? Remember those things that you did that haunt you day and night? Well, you listen to the words I'm speaking and you can leave them in hell. You can leave those things in hell and get rid of them today. Today. Let's go on. I am counted with them to go down into the pit. Oh, let's go back up verse 3. For my soul is full of evil and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. Why? Because he's one of them. He said, I am as a man that hath no strength, free among the dead, like the slain that lay in the grave, whom thou rememberest no more. And they are cut off from thine hand. Remember what Jesus said on the cross? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God forsook him on the cross. Why? Because of what you and I did. Because of what you and I did. Because of what you and I think. Because of what you and I have in our hearts. That's why the father turned his back on him. And he still has his back on him. Free among the dead like the slain that lay in the grave. Whom thou rememberest no more. They are cut off from thine hand. He is cut off from the father here. Jesus at this point is a sinner. Because he's got your sin on him. He's got your sin in him. And he's paying for it. He's paying for it. Let's go to verse 6. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit. The lowest pit. You see right here, hell has degrees. It has degrees. And Jesus is in the lowest. Jesus is in the lowest pit. Because he has all our sin. In darkness. He is in the dark. He is in the dark. In the deeps. He said. Verse 7. Thy wrath lieth hard on me. Thy wrath lieth hard on me. Do you see? Take a look at those words with your eyes. Thy wrath. Whose wrath? The Father's. The Father's wrath is laying on Jesus. The Father's wrath is laying on Jesus. Do you see how wonderful that is? Can you see how wonderful that is? That God's wrath is laying on Jesus. Why? Because He's laying it on Jesus so he doesn't lay it on us. I want to tell you, there was a time back about 10, 15 years ago, I was in some serious trouble. And I thought I was in serious trouble with God. And I stood straight up in his face one day and I said, you know what, Father? You cannot, you cannot put your wrath on me because you put it on Jesus. And you put it on Jesus because of what I did. 
You cannot put your wrath on me. You cannot put your wrath on me because you put it on Jesus. You put it on Jesus for me. And you know what? The Father heard me. The Father heard me and I was delivered. You know what? You can do the same thing. You can do the same thing. Whatever you've done, whatever you've done, it was put on that body and it went to hell in that soul and the wrath of God was on that soul for you. For you. Let's go on. Thy wrath lieth hard upon me, and thou hast afflicted me with all thy ways. Thou hast put away mine acquaintance far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up, and I cannot come forth. Mine eye mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon me, thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. You got hands in hell. You got eyes, you got a tongue, you got a body in hell, and it feels it. It feels it. That soul and spirit of yours feels it. It said, Will thou show wonders to the dead? Hang in there, because he will. Shall the dead arise and praise thee? Hang in there, because he will. Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave, or thy faithfulness and destruction? Hang on, because he will. Shall thy wonders be known in the dark, and thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? It's coming. But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Lord, why cast off thou my soul? Why hidest thy face from me? Why did the Father hide his face from Jesus? Because he couldn't look on iniquity. Whose iniquity? Yours. Mine. He couldn't look on Jesus because Jesus had our sin on him still while he's in hell. Still, while he's in hell, he's got what you and I did on him. And the father is taken out. He's taking it out on Jesus. Do you see that? He's taking it out on Jesus. What you think, what you feel, the sins that you've done, he's taking them out right now on Jesus. He said, Lord, why cast off my soul? Why hideth thy face from me? I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. Jesus knew he was going to hell when he was young. He said, while I suffer thy tears, I am distracted. Again, verse 16. Thy fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy tears have cut me off from the Father. He said, they came about me all the day. That word dailies, all the day like water. They compassed me about together. Lover and friend as I put far from me and mine acquaintance into darkness. Do you see? Jesus went to hell and paid for your sin. A murderer went to hell. A child molester went to hell. A wife beater went to hell. A mother beater went to hell. A sexual pervert went to hell. A liar went to hell. An extortioner went to hell. The lawyers, they went to hell. <laughs> the politicians went to hell. The unbelievers went to hell. 
They went to hell. Where? In Jesus. What you see in Jesus in these verses is the murderer and the extortioner and the liar and the unbeliever. That's what was in hell in Jesus' soul, paying for you and I. Thank God. Now, how do you get out? How do you stop from going to that place? It's easy because he already went there for you. Don't pay for it twice. Don't pay for that twice because you know what? You won't get out if you go. You won't get out if you go. That rich man knew it was too late. Too late, but it's not too late for you. It says in Romans 10, verse 9, that thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shall be saved. You know what? You'll be saved from going there. You will be saved from going there. You say right now, but I'm not good enough. That sin is too big. No, it's not because the wrath of God was on Jesus for it. God took it out on Jesus. He took it out on Jesus so he doesn't have to take it out on you. And all you have to do is trust him that he did it and thank him that he did it. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus and you shall be delivered, saved. Let's finish with a song from the Water of Life Boys.
Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.